This is my hero academia, Rose Ultra. Mangani menus and more, Rose Ultra. Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of the My Hero Academia podcast. I'm Sophie. And I'm Kendra. And I'm Ash. News! Yes! Uh, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Also, sorry I missed last week, our fans. Sorry about that. My Hero Academia will be featured in the Bones 20th Anniversary Art Exhibit. It will display original art from the anime, and it will be in the second half of the exhibit. It runs from November 14th to November 25th, and it's at the Tokyo Anime Center at DNB Plaza in Tokyo. So if you're in Japan in November, definitely check that out. Uh, Ban Presto also has an All Might figure, it seems like, and I was wondering about your guys' feelings about it, because I don't really like it that much, because I don't think it looks like All Might. Uh, I mean, it was okay. I'm, like, hoping this is just kind of, like, kickstarting the production of, like, better figures that hopefully will come out soon, but I don't know if, like, it depends on sales and everything and how good that is for this one, but, I mean, it was decent, but not, like, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Have they said how much it is yet? Not yet. I don't think, like, it doesn't look as expensive. Like, the One Piece ones are very good, which is why they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing this one might be, like, a, a mid-range. Oh, that'd be nice. I guess they just c- couldn't really find a way to do the face shading without it looking, like, too creepy or something. He know. does have quite difficult eyes. He had, A lot of the time they True. kind of look like um, ski goggles to me. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of figurines, we now have some more Funko Pops. We have one for Sue, and there's also one for Todoroki. I think these might have been around for a bit, but they're still pretty cool. Like, the Sue one's very cute. Yeah, I've seen them out before. I've I've definitely seen those ones out before. I think the Azawa one might be new. Ah. um, Because I've seen Yuraka, Bakugo, Deku, Sue. I don't think I've seen the All Might one before. Oh, I, I have Todoroki's the... one was out, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've seen your eraser hits before. Mm. I have the All Might one, and I really want the Todoroki one and the Sue one, I think, is what I really want right now. Todoroki's does look really good with yeah. the fire and ice, the way they've done it. <laughs> Very badass. And, oh, there's a new Vigilantes chapter out. Check it out. It's really good. Uh, I'm still. I just want to say to Viz, I just really don't like it that when it's, the thing ends, it like goes. It doesn't like tell you it's over. It just like exits, and I'm like, no. It makes me think it's like glitching out. But it's still really fun to read. And uh, t- are are any of you guys up to date on Vigilantes? No. Yeah, I mean, either I caught up. I read like the first couple of chapters, but couldn't keep my interest long enough to kind of keep up with it as it came out week to week. Yeah, it's like it's good, but it's not like on the same level as the series, and it's just kind of like, this is interesting, but I'm not super attached to the characters. I um, really liked it when we read through the first chapter, so I haven't read any of it since, so that when we do our future Vigilantes read-throughs, it's all, like, fresh, and it's the the first reaction to it. Oh, yeah, I, sh- I should get the first volume from the library or something, and we should do, like, a read-through or something. But, like, I think so. I don't want to, like, I don't know how we, how we should do it, but... We could talk about that later, I guess. I don't know. And uh, Two Heroes, the movie, ranked in the top ten for animated films. I think it's probably a bit higher now. And it made over $5 million, close to $6 million in the theaters. It's coming to Britain soon. December Britain and Ireland. 
Ooh. December, December fourth and December fifth, and it's if you don't know where to find it, there you can find it on. Um, okay, if you go to myheroacademiamovie.co.uk, you can put in your postcode, and it tells you your nearest cinema, so that you can book tickets to go and see it. And it's, I think there's quite a few cinemas showing it. Like I was really surprised that my local one is going to be showing it. Yay! So www.myheroacademiamovie.co.uk Nice. Go see it, Liam. Or wait, no, is it Scotland or Ireland? He's Irish. Oh, he's Irish. So it's Scotland that's getting the thingies. Oh, okay. Never what? mind. It's where, where is it? Where it's airing, airing in Britain and in Scotland? In, and Ireland. Scotland oh, is in Ireland. Britain. Oh, uh, okay. So, so yeah, Liam, go see it. It's Scotland like... is part of Britain. Ireland, like Southern Ireland isn't. <laughs> I don't it's another island. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I can say Liam go see it right yes okay <laughs> sorry I do not understand geography and volume 15 <laughs> of the manga is coming out in English on October 2nd so it's already out you should go buy it and that's all the news I just want to say the volume 15 cover is boring it's just Deku like looking blankly <laughs> it's very boring like I don't like I don't like a lot of the My Hero covers. Like sorry, but a lot of them are just like weird. Sure, I think he's probably just like we're going back from going through the episodes as we're doing now. Horikoshi's art has developed so much from the start, so he's probably just so tired he can't put all the effort into the front covers. <laughs> well, volume fifteen is the overhaul arc, I think. So his art was good by then. He doesn't have an excuse. Yeah. He's, he's too tired from doing all the, the main ones <laughs> to draw a big cover up. I'm just making yeah. excuses. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like I've... Deku's plain face. <laughs> as I yeah. also have a plain face. Aw, <laughs> no. Uh. no. I just remember, dear, after the overhaul arc when they did the festival one, I remember like a couple of the chapters, unfinished panels mm-hmm. coming in like throughout the week. And I was just like, all right, Horikoshi kind of needs a break or just needs to slow it down because, man, he seems to be pushing himself too hard. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. I don't mean to be too hard on Horikoshi. You, you can do whatever you want, Horikoshi. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you remember the... I can't remember which volume it is because it's not out in English yet, but the volume cover from the cultural festival where there's so much just packed it into the front. Movie cover or something? It's like... Yeah. It's so... like, And for some reason, Neiji is like in the background like she's dead. And it's just like... Or she's like being it's it's such a weird it's like a bunch of star wars references and like maybe some other comic book references but it's just the busiest cover ever and it just looks bad what a comparison between the two maybe he was trying to make up for these the like the more bland ones and thought he'd just chuck everything in yeah has kirishima been on a cover yet yes he has for sure there was one with the certain super move later ultimate move um, so this week, because there is no manga or anime, we're going to go through episode four and five of the anime. And then we have some theories that we're going to go through. But before that, I want to do a quick apology for last week because I put out the unediting episode first. And I'm really sorry. Go <laughs> mad It's fine. Mm. I think yeah. our listeners will forgive you. They've put up with me posting like double episodes multiple times. Hopefully. So let's move on to the anime segment. This is my hero academia. Okay, so for the anime review, the first one will be anime episode four, which is entitled Startline. 
It covers manga chapters 3 and 4. We start with Izuku saying how great UA is. Then this is just as he's about to take the entrance exam. He lists the top three heroes who have graduated from UA before. And just straight off the bat, the difference between the dub and the sub. In the dub, he calls um, Endeavor a famous peacekeeper. But in the sub, he calls him the man who resolved the most... um, Incidents. Yeah, the most incidents, sorry. I mean, I don't want to harp on about Endeavor because, honestly, I'm bored of talking mm-hmm. about him. Yeah. But, I mean, what what a choice for the dub to call him the famous peacekeeper. <sighs> yeah. And I guess, like, it's kind of cool how early he's mentioned as well. Like, I was really surprised. And they also mentioned Best Genus. And I was like, oh, wow, like, he comes up early. <laughs> the denim-wearing hero. <laughs> and do you guys know why he's called Best Genus besides the gene thing? I wonder if he's a fashion designer because you're just like, oh, winner of the best genist award eight years in a row. And it's like best genist. And I'm just like, is that a specific award they just made for him? That's a real award in Japan. It's for the best celebrity in jeans. Seriously? It's a real thing. (laughs) That's why it's called best genist. And I I think in his character (laughs) card. It even says he is like a he is a designer. So just my God, I just, yeah. Best Genist is an annual event for promoting jeans consumption in Japan. Japan Jeans Association helps commemoration ceremony to award well jeans dressed stars or singers. What do they win? Do they win golden jeans? <laughs> I just pictured Best Genist in like golden jeans. So yes, they do. <laughs> I decided. <laughs> Who do you think in 1A would look the best in jeans? Oh. Ida would break them, so maybe not. That'd be, like, rugged, though. <gasps> he would look great in flared jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be Ida in flared jeans with, like, a, a tropical shirt. Yeah, for sure. Because then he could, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and he could wear space boots. No! Why? Because this is fashion. Space boots are ugly, aren't they? Let's see what space boots look like. That is, I heard like get yeah. When I googled space boots, the first thing I was got was a Miley Cyrus space boots video. Space boots. Space Space boots are ugly. Space boots, flared jeans, and a tropical shirt. Okay, what do you great outfit? What do you think space boots are? They're those big um, heightened boots that are kind of puffy, aren't they? Yeah, okay, get rid- No, those are ugly. No? <laughs> are those still a thing? Everything's a thing. Okay. <laughs> weird enough. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I'm really glad you told us about the jeans thing, but I think you might have broken Ash. That's the most I've ever heard him laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, what, an award for celebrity wearing best jeans, I think, is like the most awesome and the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> What would be the Canadian version? <laughs> Best plaid. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry about that tangent. Um, so we then cut to the opening, and I forgot how much I liked the first em- opening and how it really shows how fearful Izuku was compared to the current one. Mm. Um, so we're now outside of the battlegrounds, and the battlegrounds are huge, and not only that, but the entrance itself for the battleground is massive so intimidating 
We get a quick recap of the enemy bots and the point scoring system. Then we get our first glance at one of the future most important characters yeah. of the series. And we see uh, the amazing Aoyama. Yes! Oh, I, like, laser I, himself. I legit forgot. I like scream. I like whisper screamed. I was like, ah! <laughs> Aoyama and Shoji, the best boys. And also Eggman. How can you forget Eggman? He's a very important character. I hadn't realised that Shoji was in the same group as them. He's just, you could miss him so easily. Yeah. I, I completely forgot. I did not know he was in there. And also, this is kind of spoilerish territory, but there's one other UA student besides, like, these guys and Ida and Uraka. But there's one other guy who's there. Just laying seats. I'm not saying who. I think it even, I think Horikoshi even mentioned it earlier on than when we find out. But whatever. Sorry. Keep going. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I think so, but because you've been so mysterious about it. Now I'm not sure. Okay. Well, sorry. Keep going. Who is it? It's Kirishima. He's not in the same group as them. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Oh, no. No, he is. He is. He I is? just remember because I remember the rankings they give at the end for who got the most points, and Kirishima's name was up there. He's number two in the rankings. But it's not in, that's not in the same group as them. That's everyone. They were all in the different oh, groups, but it was on the same Kirishima, day. Kirishima has black hair, and I'm pretty sure he's in that thick. Kate, one second. I'm pretty sure he's in there. I'm going to go to his wiki page to check. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I I saved a picture of all of them. Let me have a look. Oh, yeah. Ichiro officially debuted in Chapter 5, but he actually makes a small cameo in Chapter 3, sporting his original middle school appearance and fighting some villain bots. So maybe he's not in... Maybe Maybe he is in that group. I'll trust your judgment and say that I'm ignorant and ignored him. (laughs) But then I would ignore anyone when Naval Laser is there. He's really hard to see because he has black hair. Not the guy with the flat-down black hair that's standing Um, behind Aoyama. I don't think, I'm not saying, um, one sec, okay, one sec, sorry. No, I don't think that's him. No. I need to see, there's, oh, okay, one sec, sorry. What was I hitting? I think we should move on from this point and just say that maybe he is there, otherwise it'll take <laughs> a lot of time. True, okay, sorry. Okay. Yep. Uh, so maybe he is, maybe he isn't. <laughs> uh, but Izaku then not- recognises the nice girl who stopped him from falling on his face last episode and goes to talk to her. But he's walking over very stiffly, and they even give him stiff, like, shuffly sound effects. But before he gets there, he's stopped by Ida, who reprimands him for going to distract Yuraka when she's getting in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and But at, while this is going on, some other potential students start insulting Izaku's apparent weaknesses, <laughs> which is not hero-like behaviour. Very rude. Very rude. Present Mike then jumps in and tells them that the test has started and everyone else has gone off and he's just left behind wondering. We then get a quick recap of Izaku eating All Might's hair to gain all one for all and All Might warning him to be careful with the quirks backlash. Mysterious foreshadowing. <laughs> Back to the present and Izaku is really struggling with the bots but he's saved just in time by a beautiful shiny laser. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much 
this moment Aoyama, like, I wonder how much it stayed with him. Because after this in the an- this isn't a spoiler, but after this in the anime, we see that he's much more like nervous than he makes out. Oh, yeah. So to actually be able to save someone straight off from being attacked by a bot has probably like, really boosted his morale at mm. the start of the test. But anyway, that's just a side note for my one true love. <laughs> um, Izuku is now running around frantically trying to find bots to destroy, but he sees Yuraka make three, three of them float up at once before bringing them down and crashing them to earn herself, so far, 28 points. Izuku then runs in, kicking apart another bot, declaring that he has 45 points. And it seems like everyone is getting points except for Izuku. We then see the teachers who are watching the potential students and discussing their tactics before someone presses a mysterious red button. Did either of you watch the dub? No. No, sub. I really liked Nezu's voice in the dub. I expected it to be more mouse-like but it's not and i think it was a really good choice oh yeah because if it was more if it was squeaky and mouse-like it wouldn't have portrayed like the respect that a principal deserves so i like their choice it wasn't the obvious one we then see the colossal titan well well, the colossal titan of bots that's what i've called him Hmm. punching and smashing its way through the street and we're reminded that this is the robot that's only worth zero points and Izuku is so floored by the colossal robot that he literally falls immobile <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> I think I would do that. That's he look it's terrifying. <laughs> but when I watched this before, I hadn't really noticed this brief slow-mo of we see um Ida as he runs past Izuku on the floor, too f- terrified to move. And he's mm. obviously like Ida obviously sees Izuku. He sees that he's not moving and he's terrified. He notices it, but then he just turns ahead and runs off and leaves him there. Yeah, tisk tisk Ida. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as he's as he's Ida is making this choice in the background, we can hear All Might saying, "A person's true character is revealed when they're faced with danger." And Izuku's getting very flustered, not only at his zero points but at the colossal bot. And then he notices Yoraka caught under a pile of rubble with the colossal robot right behind her. And he immediately springs mm. to action. Like, there's no, I, I think I'd thought that there was some sort of thing running through his mind, but he doesn't even think about it. Just immediately yeah. he activates one for all, bounds up into the air, shocks the teachers mm. and Yoraka as he flies through and just destroys the colossal robot. Yeah, it's kind of funny, like, when it's when he's doing something for himself, he doesn't really have the drive to do it, but once it comes to rescuing somebody, he's just like, boom, on it. Yeah, and in the background is All Might saying, nothing is as noble as self-sacrifice. <laughs> Which is a good, nice thing, but also at the same time, no. <laughs> yeah, no, but again, it seems to be like a recurring message to keep kind of bringing back in the series, like, especially... I don't want to get into too many spoilers, but like in a later arc, it becomes relevant to a character that uh, starts admiring Deku, even though he initially hates him. I think this kind of fits in really well with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We then go to the break, and this is the start of manga chapter four now. Um, so the robot. So now that the robot has been brought down, Izaku is plummeting to the floor with three broken limbs, and the broken limbs are flapping about in the air. It's horrible. 
It's really awful. Just his broken legs and arm flapping about as he falls as he just plummets to his doom. He's like an inflatable <sighs> tube man. Um, and as he's plummeting down, he's thinking that he could use his remaining arm to save himself. But he's worried that if he uses his arm to save himself, he won't be able to pass the test. Oh, it's no I... use not using your arm to try and pass when you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a question I was wondering. Like, you know, when we see Uraraka's like trapped beneath the rubble and like all the other students are like running away. And you see, like, Izuku just plummeting to his death. Like, would the teachers actually do anything if they're like, oh, no, like, no one's going to save him. He's going to die if he, like, lands from that height. Do they have, like, a backup plan in case something does go wrong? Like, would Uraka just have gotten crushed under the robot if no one had gone to rescue her? I guess, like, I guess they rely on Recovery Girl a lot. As long as they're not dead, she can bring him back a little. (laughs) Because I'm just imagining what would happen if Deku hadn't like stopped himself for Uraka and saying he just kind of smashes into the ground. Mm. I'm just like, does UA just make them sign waivers saying like, you know, if you get hurt during this test, it's not our fault. Yeah, probably. You may die. (laughs) (laughs) They they probably do, but I'd like to think they have other fail safes. I doubt Nezu's brilliant mind would let it slip past, but yeah, All Might just like jumps in and he's like, oh nope, but you do fail. Like if the if the heroes have to intervene, it probably will be an automatic fail. Yeah. Yeah. Izuku's quandary about his arms, like the living, either surviving or passing the test, reminds me of you know in Harry Potter when Hermione says, um, oh, "I think it's when <laughs> the, they brought they fought the trolls or something," and she says, um, "We could have gotten ourselves killed or worse, expelled." <laughs> He's such a Hermione. Yes. But anyway. Um, as he's just about to hit the floor, Uraka, who is floating on um, some robot debris, slaps him across the face, <laughs> making him float before he hits the ground and saving his life. And then oh. she vomits glitter. <laughs> like a unicorn. <laughs> um, so the time is then declared up and Izuku is left on the ground, broken, with no points. <laughs> and other competitors, instead of rallying around to try and help him or like go and get some superiors to help the injured they decide to stand around izuku and berate him for not being strong for being so strong but not getting any points what great potential heroes they are yeah (laughs) um and ida he's standing around and he's impressed with izuku's reaction to straight away save the stranger but he thinks that if this were not an exam he would have done the same thing as Izuku, but I, I, he says it, but I really don't think, I think he knows that he wouldn't have done that because his face is so strained. I think he's just making excuses to make himself feel better for not trying to save someone. Yeah. And it just like makes me think of like, you know, there's that, me- there's like a, when a, someone joins your party in like a RPG or something and that pops up like, Ida will now die for you. <laughs> like you've earned his respect. And uh, did you notice Aoyama, even like in his first episode, is always looking at and winking at the camera? He's such a beautiful boy. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's just He's just so out there. I, I love weirdos. Yes. <laughs> um, but luckily, as the students are doing nothing to try and help the severely injured student, mm-hmm. there is 
an elderly lady there. She's walking in. She's giving away sweets. <laughs> and then she kisses Izuku on the ground. <laughs> but immediately, his dire wounds start to heal themselves. And Aoyama explains that this is Recovery Girl, the school nurse, whose ability means that they can take part in these horrendously dangerous exams. <laughs> I really like Recovery Girl. Recovery Girl here. It's such a, it's such a sad, uh, sad scene. And then she comes in just giving <laughs> away sweets and kissing children to make them better. Ah, I just like I would love to see her like origin story kind of because i can imagine like she would be a really like a key part of any like avengers squad yeah definitely a lot i know i've seen a lot of artwork of people shipping her and gran torino i don't know why <laughs> i think it's just because they're the only geriatric <laughs> heroes that we see <laughs> yes so people are like romance <laughs> they, they should meet for sure and i want like i want get recovery girl to kick his ass a little bit and just be like no <laughs> I am the best old person. <laughs> only do one. <laughs> She's the villain. Uh, what's the the film series about the um the uh, they're not elderly, but the older um they when they were younger they were like spies and things. Is it called Red? And then they come back and they start they do um they take on challenges again, not cha- missions. Yeah, it's Red. I want to see yeah. one of these with uh, Recovery Girl and Gran Torino and a few other geriatric heroes. Mm-hmm. Just a bit like Sugaraki. We'll show you. Yes, please. Um, so then back to the anime episode and one week later. <laughs> That's my SpongeBob impression. You know oh. the French guy. <laughs> I thought it was one week later. <laughs> Sorry, I had I had too much chocolate before this episode. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good excuse. Um, so Izuku is scaring his mum by staring at a dead fish. <laughs> and oh, he's such a sad sack. <laughs> the second half of this episode, he's such a sad sack, just moping about, just staring into space, absentmindedly doing his weights, which is not a good technique. <laughs> <laughs> but then his UA results arrive. He runs off into his room, and it turns out that the UA results end up being on a projector, which is amazing. We see All Might appear, apologising for the long delay because a great deal of power, no wait, with a great deal of power comes a great deal of paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, He goes on a bit of a spiel and then gets told off by someone behind the camera that he has to do a lot of these. He says, oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Better speed up then. And we find out that he's now going to be a teacher at UA. Um, All Might shows a video of the lovely Uraka going into UA wanting, and wanting to share some of her points with someone. And I think she describes Izuku as the plain-faced guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she's saying that she's really wor- she was worried about him because he was saying he didn't have any points, but he should have at least one or more of her points because he saved her. And she's like literally begging to give him his her points. She's like, she's like, please, please, please. Yeah, it's such a sweet thing to do. That, <laughs> but um, present Mike comes up to her and he tells her that he she shouldn't have come into the station, <laughs> not the school. He's treating the school like his radio show. Like, oh, yeah. thanks for coming into the station. And <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but All Might says that the hero course gives out rescue points, not just villain points. 
and they've awarded Izuku 60 points and Yuraka 45. So they've both passed the exam. Yay! Uh, this is it's such a wonderful ending. I've watched this episode probably like five times now, and I still find it really impactful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the episode, we get just a very quick extra bit where he comes out of his room and gives his worried mum just the sweetest smile. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of oh. episode four, unless I missed something. Um, we just get to see the scoreboard and we get to see some names that'll actually come up a bit later. And I think Uraraka came third overall. Yeah. Which is, which is, I, I makes me really happy. Oh, did we see that in this episode? Because yes. I thought it was um, in next episode's. No, we it's right the... at the end here. Ah, yeah. cool. Yeah, Yuraka did come in third because she had 28 villain points and 45 rescue points. I have it. I have the image saved up on here. Yeah, I'm very proud of her. Yeah, but <laughs> looking at looking at this top 10, it's very unfair that they put the top three students in class 1A. <laughs> and not only that, but Ida, Izuku... They're six and seven, and Tokoyami was number nine. So there's a lot of the high-ranking ones went into 1A. The highest in 1B is Ibura Shizo, and she's, um, she has the vine power, so we know she's mm-hmm. very chaste. No, it's not chaste, virtuous. <laughs> she's very virtuous, so it makes sense because she's got 38 villain points, but 32 rescue. Mm-hmm. And I think... Oh, no, in the next episode is when we see who else is on it. But right now we just see, like, the top ones. Tetsu, 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 is also there. Yeah, he's number eight. He had 49 villain points and 10 rescue points. Ida only had nine rescue points. He's got, other than Bakugo, he has the lowest rescue points in the top ten. Oh. And it's kind of cool to see that... Deku's in front of his computer, like, where he was first, like, watching All Might when he was little... It's kind of like, kind of parallels a little. Maybe that's, that's a, a really great point. And I took a screenshot of the All Might figurine that is on Deku's desk because I want it. And they should make it real. This is one in the Bronze Age <laughs> one or whatever. Oh, no, I don't remember which. I think it's the Silver Age. I don't remember which. It's the one with the circles on it. Maybe Bandai will do another one in the future and it'll be to your liking. Please, I will spend all my money. <laughs> and now, oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. The, sorry, the only other thing, Kendo, I only just noticed, Kendo came fifth. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, because I think a lot of people think that, like, 1A is the better class, but it is, like, they're, they just divided them up kind of at random. Yeah, I think it must be at random, but I'm really happy that Kendo came so high. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. So, same. Or I think, <laughs> isn't there one guy who's... Oh no, there's a guy who's below Deku that has his name is just like something weird. But I think that I think that's during the uh, the another arc. Yeah, because behind um Deku is Tetsu Tetsu, Tetsu Tetsu. Oh yeah, you're and right. then it's Tokoyami, and then it's um Yoyoseti, uh, um Awas- Awasawi. I think that's Welder guy from class one B was the last one on there. Yep, yeah, Weldy. Weldy. That's his hero name. I don't care. I will like I will go to Horikoshi myself and be like, you need to name him Weldy. It's uh, I've gone on a burnt face man tangent, but every time you say Weldy, it reminds me of the welding villain from Burnt Face Man, and I'm not gonna go on about it again. What if he's evil? 
Okay. Um, episode five uh, is titled What I Can Do For Now, and it covers chapters five and six. And I wrote Weldy Kane in 10th uh, <laughs> with my first note. <laughs> like we mentioned before, Bakugo came first, but he didn't have any rescue points. And a certain person who's in second named Kirishima, who pretty much evenly got villains and rescue points. I wonder if these important names will be important later. He was only a few behind Bakugo because he overall yeah. he had um, 74. Yeah. 74 so, points. So who's the best boy? I wonder who it could be. <laughs> Aoyama, we've covered it. Aoyama wasn't even on the top 10. Yuraka had 73 points. She's only one behind Kirishima. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm sat here doing some math while you're talking. <laughs> That's good. Okay, there's there's some math that I think make, doesn't make sense a bit later on in this episode, but we'll we'll get to that. Oh, and I'm we, looking forward to that. <laughs> and we learned Bakugo used his loud noises to attract the robots to himself. And uh, Deku was the opposite, that he had no villain points, but he had a lot of rescue points. And... They me- and they mentioned that other people have taken on the big robots in the exams. And I want an itemized list of who did that before. And apparently one apparently people have like smashed it completely before. But it's been a while and I want to know who. I love learning about old students and stuff. I think it'd be cool. And a certain Eraserhead is watching. Or at this point he's just Ayazawa. And people note that it looks just like a kid manifesting their quirk for the first time. And All Might asks to meet on the beach. It's very cute because Deku just like screams his name. Some people notice and it's like, it's because he doesn't know your real name, All Might. You just gave him one name. He's a nerd. Let him live. And they have a very cute high five. And I thought for a second Deku was going to try to shake his hand and not realize what he was trying to do. Learn All Might wasn't a judge. He got in on his own merit. I wonder who were the judges. That's one thing I'd like to know. We saw them. It was um, Nezu, Cementos, Ectoplasm, and I think we might have seen um, Azawa like at the back of the room skulking about. But we saw oh, we, Midnight. Mid- Midnight was there as well. Oh. We didn't see her face, but we heard her voice. Oh, I just saw the hands, and I was like, "Who are these mystery hands?" I think they were the judges, or they were just spectating. I think you're right. I think they were probably judges. Yeah, they probably were the judges. Oh, well. Or it's a mystery, and they're the final bosses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing into the future instead of what's actually happening. <laughs> Sorry. We also learned that All Might was originally going to choose from the students, but I think Deku already knew that. And he's actually very cool with the fact that All Might, that Deku broke all of his bones. He's like, oh, it makes sense. He can't control it yet. And it, it turned out All Might, and it's just like, stop making puns, like, all dad. Or no, what is it? Dad? No, dad might. Dad might's the joke thing. And just says, like, okay, you need to learn to adjust it to what your body can handle. And he gets recognized again because he buffs up and then he just runs away. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a small flame, but you have to expose it to wind and rain for it to get bigger. While All Might becomes weak and disappears. Is he going to force ghost on us? Like, that worries worries me. Is he just going to, like, fade away? And... Mm. Yeah, maybe not. And uh, Deku's mom <laughs> cries and calls him cool as he goes off to school, which is very sweet. so adorable. Like, yeah. oh, it's such a heartwarming scene. Yeah, I had, okay. I had a question about this. Mm-hmm. In the dub, as his mom is seeing him off, she asks him if he's packed properly or if he's just packed action figures. 
Does that happen in the subbed? <laughs> no, he asks about, like, she says, like, oh, make sure to bring your hanky. Oh, bring your hanky. Bring your handkerchief. I like that better. That's very cute. <laughs> Have you just packed action figures? <laughs> to be fair, probably has. But think so at this point, like, does he just bring the action figures to school and put them on his desk? It's not like he's moving into school. Oh, like, um, like the guy in Jurassic Park who just has all those dinosaur figurines on his desk. Oh, okay, and here's the part when the math doesn't make sense. They say four people admitted by recommendations and 36 yeah. admitted through exams. That's 40, right? But there so are 40 because there's two classes of 20. But they say there's 18 in each class. That's what no, they said. That, no, there's, there's, there's 18 in each class that got through um, by the test, and then there's two in each class that got through on recommendation, so it's 20 in each. Oh. Because Horikoshi went back and apologized for that because he got a lot of letters saying that it didn't make sense in the manga. So mm. the 18 in each class got through on the exam and then there's two in each class that got through on recommendation. Uh, okay, I forgot. Because I was like, what is that? I was like, Rah. Do we know who the other two that got in on recommendation are? Um, yes. We saw them during... Okay, spoilers! We saw them... I forget who, though. Kendo? Was recommended? Recommended? No, Maybe? she wasn't because we I saw that she so, came she up number the... five. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. Um, I wonder if it's the two. Um. Oh no, we do know. We know softening yeah. chap Jezo. He got oh, Je- yeah. Jezo. Jezo. He got through on recommendation. Because I'm. Yeah. I'm wondering if one of the two transfer student, not not transfer. Um, the two foreign students are one of the other recommendations. So oh, that would be either okay, Pony. Yeah. We, scales. We saw it during the Inessa and Todoroki like meeting for the first time. We saw we saw softening guy or whatever. Yeah, Jozu, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, <clears throat> I forgot that too. I was like, who was it? Uh, I'll probably find out in the upcoming battles. Yeah. And one uh, A has a big door for accessibility, and I just <laughs> and he's like, oh no, will the scary people be in my class? And they all are. And <laughs> I actually really love Ida and Bakugo interacting because Ida yelling at Bakugo to take his feet off the desk because it's disrespectful to the people who made the desk is amazing. He is good and I love him. And Bakugo calls him a side character. And we learn that Glasses, a.k.a. Ida, went to a private elite school and... Bakugo says he'll crush him, and he's just like, that's cruel. Do you really aim to be a hero? And it's like, yeah. What do you do? I don't care. I will rag on early Bakugo as much as I want. Yeah, no, I really, really, going back through this, like, I really hate early Bakugo. Uh, at he's, least, he, yeah, sorry. He, he He's still fairly deplorable, but he's got better. I think, like, here, it's like, I, oh, I, we've I got used to him. Longer. I find this funnier now. Like, I think it's more like him kind of like jokingly interacting with people, but everyone else like doesn't get him yet. Even though like, ugh, it just annoys me to have to like get, because like, just don't be an asshole. It's not hard. But sorry, I just find it funny. And I thought Deku was late, but I think he's just like one of the last people to arrive, but the teacher's not there yet, so he's fine. And Ida walks like a robot. We've, I think the Ida robot theory that doesn't know he's a robot is gaining traction. <laughs> But he's a robot with a heart. He's the tin man who got a heart. 
Izuku's tie bothers me. Every time I see him in uniform, I get really annoyed, but I need to stop harping on about it. For anyone who had to wear a uniform to school, I'm sure you're on my team. We, I never had to wear a tie, though, for a uniform. Oh, did you wear uniforms in Canada? Yeah, but it, I think it's just like Catholic schools. You'd had to wear a uniform. But it wasn't like ties and stuff. It was just like a, you know, a button-up shirt or like a pullover thing. Uh, all schools, well, pretty much all schools in the UK. I think, no, I'm, I don't know why I'm saying pretty much. I'm almost definitely sure all schools have to wear uniform. And all schools that I know of had to wear a tie. I cannot Male or female. Tie. Not in primary school, actually. In primary school, I think I got to wear a... Oh, no, I might have had to wear a tie in primary school. Oh, so wait, is primary school, like, kindergarten? Uh, yeah, so it's... But I think we start before you guys, because we start school at four. Oh, so four-year-olds have to wear ties? Yeah, I've always had to wear a uniform. Oh, that's so cute! <laughs> they like, their parents must do it. Like, can you just get, like, a slide-on tie? I mean, as a girl, you could wear... Uh, a dress sometimes but um no just like a tie tie a normal tie they're not they're not hard to tie i would just like go to you be like if you want me to wear a tie you have to do it (laughs) kendra and her bow tie yeah yes i would wear a bow tie i can't tie bow ties either but i would like just do a clip on bow tie and be like what (laughs) bite me (laughs) no i would be i'm a rule follower to like the bone so I would just be like, okay, and just like do a very bad tie, and just be like, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not challenging authority. I just don't have hand-eye coordination. There are multiple ways of doing a, a tie, and some of the the one that you would do is not really easily. But when I was in the military, they made us do this really confangled way of tying the tie when we had to wear our like main dress uniform Ooh. for braids and stuff. I was such a ball ache. <laughs> ball ache is an amazing term. <laughs> It was such a ball ache, but I think I might have gone on about ties long enough, so I'm really sorry okay. I said swayed into that. It's fine, it's fun. I like ball ache. That was the highlight. And he's, he kind of like apologizes to Deku, saying he misjudged him and that Midoriya is better than him since he figured it out. And Deku's just like, uh, sure. I like, I didn't really figure it out. But he's like, <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's very cute that uh, Ochiko's happy to see him. And she's still, and like, she thinks of him as plain looking guy and she thinks of her as nice person. And I think that's very cute. Yeah. And also, Midoriya is not plain looking. He has green hair. Even though, like, reading the manga, I did not know he had green hair for, like, ever. Because I just then, thought it was black. If you live in a world where people on the regular will have a bird face mm-hmm. and six arms and purple balls for hair, <laughs> green hair probably <sighs> doesn't really stand out that much. True, maybe that's or Mina, is. who's pink with horns, and people are just like, "Yeah, that's cool." <laughs> <laughs> true, true. And then we get a flashback, so we see that it like Bakugo kind of knew that Deku was going to be there, or at least going to be at UA, because the, the teacher or principal is saying, "Oh, it's a miracle Deku got in." And I wrote "fuck off" because I was, <laughs> was like, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> I was angry. <laughs> that's why I was looking at this, yeah. and I was like, "What was I writing here?" Uh, <laughs> And Bakugo thinks Deku got in just using tricks. And it, it ruined his story. <laughs> I it's use like... my magician abilities to <laughs> trick you all. Yeah, I guess like Bakugo thought he Batmaned his way in. So, yes, please. It seems kind of odd, though, because you see all the other students that were in the exam kind of watching this one kid 
take out this giant robot. So was Bakugic just like tuning out because he's on his own little like destruction rampage and he just didn't care? He wasn't there. He was at a different area. Oh, is he in a different one? I thought he was in the same yeah. area. No, he was in different. That's what I thought too, but I think he's in a different area. Yeah, they split everyone uh, who went to the same school up so that they couldn't um, do like team attacks. Oh, uh, that makes a lot more sense. And uh, Deku stands up to back go saying, like, no, I was told I could become a hero, hero and like, through my own effort, I'm going to go to UA. But at least, like, Bakugo had a warning, so, like, only Deku was really surprised, like, oh, I am in the same class as him. So I think Bakugo, if he hadn't known that Deku was going to be there, would have been a lot angrier. Uh, yeah. And I just wrote, H knows something is up, and that is not anyone. So I think Bakugo knows something is up. I don't know why I called it H. <laughs> <laughs> and Eraserhead says, "Go somewhere else if you want to play at being friends." And it's just like, and he just appears as like this weird slug sleeping bag man. He's much less weird now. Yeah, like this is very like I think it's just like introducing himself. He's trying to scare them, and they're not rational enough. And I wonder, did he roll there, like, or like slither his way, or did he like walk up, lie down, and then like be like, boo. <laughs> Oh, I'm just imagining him having a skateboard underneath himself as he, like, caterpillars his way along. <laughs> yes, please. Best teacher, Aizawa. And he doesn't really, he, like, introduces himself. He's like, I'm Aizawa. Put these on and go outside. And we get a bit of All Might reading the teacher's handbook, which is top secret. And basically, teachers can do whatever they want, which is interesting. They did fitness tests before in school, but they couldn't use their quirks, which isn't rational. But now they can. And I know I definitely had this in school where you had like the fitness test or the beep test. Did you guys have that? The beef test? Mm. Beep. No, we didn't. But in the military for the Air Force, the bleep test was part of your um, by your by um, yearly fitness test. Yeah, so you had to like run and make it to a certain, certain time before like the beep goes or whatever. Oh, it was so annoying. Just blah, 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 beep, turn around, yeah. blah, 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 beep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very good at it. Uh, and Bakugo still remembers his softball score from, like, middle school. And I was like, I would not remember that. I guess and... it was only a few years ago for him. Yeah. Or actually even less than a year, because he's literally just moved up to secondary True. school. True. And Bakugo yells, die, as he throws, which pulls up the Bakugo kill count to seven. And the <laughs> I am still keeping track of this, kind of. I think I might have missed some. Did he say he was going to kill Ida earlier on? No, he said he would crush him, so it doesn't count. No. Actually, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying attention to the Japanese. He maybe said Gerso, but in the dubbed, I think he said run him into the ground. Ah, uh, okay. So it does, it's uh, not quite. He has to say he has to say kill or murder or with something or die. Mm. Die also counts. And Eraser goes on to say, you have to know your own maximum first. And he does 705.2 meters. And it's kind of cool that we get to see a little bit of the class, but they haven't been introduced to each other. So we're just kind of like seeing all these, like, oh, there's this girl with pink skin and hair and horns and stuff. So like, what's happening with that? Oh, it was and... so cool seeing them all for the first time. Yeah. Um, Ash had to step out for a bit, but we'll make sure to talk about him at the end. But he had to step out, but yeah, he'll be back next week. Hopefully. If you come last in all eight tests, you fail. And we learn that Aizawa is 30 because All Might's looking at a sheet about him. And he does a scary smile. Welcome to UA. And Ochiko complains it's unfair. 
And uh, Racer says, Japan is covered in unfairness. It's up to heroes to reverse that. And UA is going to put you through hardship after hardship. We're not here to make friends. And it's like, yeah, you're in school. You're allowed to make friends. Like, they're not. Even, like, in in the military, they do they, like, not let you make friends with people? Oh, no, you're supposed to because you need to cover each other's backs. It's all about yeah. teamwork. Yeah, you're supposed to bond. So, like, heroes are all about teamwork. So this is just, like, it seems very silly to me. He but. just wants to scare them. He's just, he's a bit of a loner anyway, isn't he? He's, his only friend is, well, it seems <laughs> like his only friends are present Mike, who just annoys him, and Miss Joke, who teases him. <laughs> yeah. And we get the very, oh no, have, have we gotten a Go Beyond Plus Ultra yet so far? Is this the first time? I think so. Ah, okay. And it says, overcome with all you got. And Ida, after this dramatic speech, like has a, just a drink of orange juice. And uh, Ida can run a 50 meter in three minutes and four seconds, which I think is faster than Usain Bolt. I don't know how fast Usain Bolt is. But, and Sue hops. And we get to learn what Ida's quirk actually is. He has an engine in his leg. He is very cool. And Uraraka kind of uses her quirk in a smart way. She lightens her clothes to run faster. It's called zero gravity. But she gets nausea. She pukes glitter. And Aoyama is like, you're not using it creatively enough. And Naval lasers his way across, but he can only do it for one second. So he kind of like crash lands and then gets up again and does it again. Which is very funny. In the dub, he he turns around to... um. Kirishima, Sero, I think Kaminari and Mina just says, my beautiful beam. And they went, shooting my beautiful beam for more than one second hurts my tummy. And they all just go, oh, what a tool. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> like, no one asked him, but he's just like, it hurts my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to share, because not everybody can hear present Mike's talking about his stuff. Uh, dun, dun, dun. And, oh, there's very badass music playing as he says he gets a tummy ache, which is pretty funny. Uh, and Racerhead's going to say, you got to learn the upper limbs of your quirk and room to grow from there, and you need to be creative. And do you remember, did you watch that thing, that, like, filler episode or something, when it, or was it an OVA, when they were at the pool and they had to use their quirks to swim fast? Yes. And Bakugou just blasts himself over the water. Yeah, and he, this is what he does now, isn't it, to get through? Yeah, he just blasts himself along while running, like, not even really running. And we get a flashback to... Sorry. Deku. Oh, oh, sorry, Bakugo thinks that Deku isn't using his quirk on purpose, or I think, like, I, I think he doesn't even know he has a quirk, so maybe he's just like, oh, you're just going to, like, run normally? Like, what are you even doing? Yeah, because he, he thinks that um, Izuku is still quirkless until Ida... Like says like no he's not did you not see what he did you not hear about what he did when he destroyed the colossal robot mm-hmm. and uh, we get a flashback to All Might trying to teach Deku how to use the quirk it's all about feeling and they end up deciding you need to act they picture it like an egg in a microwave just focus on the egg not exploding and he ends up thinking about it for three weeks but he doesn't really have any progress still and Shoji is can lift 540 pounds. He's in a gorilla. And apparently octopuses are sexy, according to Mineta. And just In what? the dub, we hear and this is this bit is where we hear Mineta's voice for the first time. And I I effing love his dub voice. Because he has that he has a bit of a lisp, right? Yes. It's a fantastic choice. I think it like makes him a bit more 
likable, I guess, because he makes him like seem more like a teenage, like a teenager, like he's still very young, I guess. It's so it's such a funny choice. I really can't wait for when he starts making his little bitchy comments in that mm-hmm. lispy voice. <laughs> yes, because I don't uh, dis the, I don't dislike Minetta anyway. Mm-hmm. But that I think might actually push me into maybe liking him a little bit when he mm-hmm. says these bitchy comments with the dub boys. Because I, I love I love a weirdo and I love a bitch. <laughs> I still just don't like. Uh, I'm not. I've been I've talked about Minetta before. I won't go into it, but yeah. Mineta does a good job at sidesteps, doing he bounces off his balls. <laughs> it's kind of cool, like everyone has at least like something they're really good at, so they're not in dead last for that thing. Yeah. Ochiko gets infinity on the ball toss. I still think she should have been called an infinity girl. It would have been cool. And what if one of the tests is uh, seated toe touch? It's like, how can you even use your quirk to help you with that? Uh, um, a lot of them probably aren't hugely applicable. Yeah. Mm. So that just is a text of your flexibility. And Bakugo still thinks Deku's quirkless. And we get a bunch of flashbacks to his mom saying he's cool and All Might saying he can be a hero. And Eraserhead super looks at him and stops him before he can use his quirk. Red eyes take warning. It's a very cool, like, badass scene. And we learn that Aizawa is Eraserhead, the underground hero who can stop quirks. And if he, he avoids media attention because if he did, like, people would be able to recognize him too easily and it would kind of take away his element of surprise. Mm. And All Might's hiding like a schoolgirl. Or he's, I think, I guess he's kind of hiding like Chopper, like, but he's not really hiding at all. Oh, Chopper. <laughs> uh, and Eraserhead's right, like, if you become insipid, like, do you just, sorry, do you just expect to get incapacitated and someone else saves you? And he sends out his cloth without moving, so it doesn't really make any sense. You'll become a useless ragdoll after saving one person. Foreshadowing. And with your and with your power, you cannot become a hero. And what a negative very... Nelly. <laughs> and we get, like, a very cute moment where Aoyama realizes Ochiko is worried about Deku. And he's like, oh, I'm not. I don't know if it's because he, like, he's saying that he trusts Deku or if he's just, like, not worried because he doesn't care about him. I'm not sure which one it is. Sometimes I think he just doesn't make sense. <laughs> and Ochiko literally says, who are you? Because he's like tapping her on the shoulder. And she's like, I have no idea who you are. Please stop touching me. <laughs> and uh, Eraserhead thinks Deku has no potential. He is, uh, it's one of the two extremes. Either he like he won't use his quirk or he'll go all out and like break his arm. So he's just screwed either way. And Deku's thinking, again, I have to work harder than anyone else. With all my strength, I gotta do what I can do now. And we learn that he has to clench his buttocks and think, SMASH! And he does it with just a fingertip. And Aoyama's shocked face is amazing. And he gets a little bit of a better score than Bakugo, just like a percentage, like a and he's like, Sensei, I can still move. And he clenches his fist with the broken finger, which isn't the smartest thing to do. And Eraserhead is impressed. And he does a scary smile and minimize energy, maximize power. And All Might thinks he's cool, which is like, his mom thinks he's cool. All Might thinks he's cool. He can be a hero. Oh. The only bit for this bit that I think don't think he mentioned is so when, well, not that you didn't mention it, but... um. Mm-hmm. The only bit that I wanted to pick up on is when or when Eraserhead is saying you're going to attract a lot of tension like another hero I know and he's talking about mm-hmm. All Might. 
He says that hero who saved a thousand people by himself. Do we know that All Might saved a thousand people and that's what propelled him into being so famous? I think this might be the first time it's been mentioned, but we did see the his like origin video or whatever of him saving a bunch of people. It's like he's already yeah. saved like a hundred people and it has been only been a minute, but now we know it was like a thousand people. Yeah, I wanna know that story. Same, like there's so much about All Might that we don't know, and I want to know all of it. Yeah. But that that was the only other bit yeah. that I wanted to mention. And I think All Might even says like Eraserhead doesn't like him. So that's why he's especially worried. Yeah. And like yeah, that's know they don't get along. But that doesn't really come into play that much. Like I would honestly count like All Might as one of Racerhead's friends now, kind of. I mean, I don't know if they're friends. We know that after what happened in Camino when they're going round to the students' houses, um, Azawa offers to buy All Might a drink, but I don't know if they're they're friends yet or Azawa just after that gives him a lot more respect and he's like, Oh, I, I kind of undermined you and saw you as this like media hungry person when really you had this massive burden on your shoulders and I just wasn't viewing it right Mm -hmm. but maybe after that I don't know if they were friends or if he just gained more professional respect for him I don't know yeah they're peers they're like they're fellow teachers and they're fellow pros yeah so maybe Eraserhead doesn't have as much of a hero worship of All Might as much Mm -hmm. as he's just like you're like incredible but you're kind of an idiot sometimes because he is like I don't know it's not stupid but I mean he's just like I don't know how to describe what All Might is they've but got very All... yeah they've, it seems like they've got different um, values and personalities because mm-hmm. Eraser is very much like logic reason and All Might's like I'm gonna punch it but how can Eraserhead have these views about All Might and yet be such good friends with present Mike who is very media hungry and even has his own <laughs> radio show <laughs> because he it's not that he like tried to be friends with President Mike. So President Mike's like, You're my friend now. We're <laughs> you're stuck with me for life. And Eraserhead's just like just okay, fine. <laughs> you're my friend and I will name you Eraserhead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Maybe Eraserhead's like been trying to escape for years, but <laughs> President Mike I think, like, I think in Vigilantes, we learned that, like, President Mike is the one who kind of convinced him to become a teacher or something. I think I'm making that up. Um, yeah, I remember reading this. I think it might have been Midnight, actually. Oh, you're right. No, like- this wasn't, this was in, I don't we find this out in uh, the Overhaul arc, how Eraserhead became a teacher. Oh, okay, then never mind. I don't know. I, re- I read it somewhere, but I think Midnight may have been a teacher first and then pulled pulled him into it but oh, okay and then and then uh, president mike just follows him <laughs> and it's like damn it i thought i got rid of you but they're, <laughs> they're friends like i think they do like each other i don't think Eraserhead hates him Eraserhead yeah. might think he hates him <laughs> but they get along and now let's okay let's go how did we like these episodes and i guess that will kind of go into the spoiler section so if anyone is anime only, or i guess if anybody is watching the anime for the first time i would stop listening here Sorry. i don't know if i have any spoiler bits that i want to talk about i just really am enjoying going back and re-watching these episodes yeah i had actually, a really yeah. good time doing it i think it was very fun because like it's really cool to go back and be like oh yeah this is like how we first met these characters and like they don't know each other yet. It's like, oh, it's very it's cute. And they've already come so far, like proud parents. Mm-hmm. 
And I guess this is kind of where, I guess this is kind of spoiler territory, is I do kind of, like, people are like, oh, some people say that My Hero Academia is, like, slow-paced, but I feel like it's fast-paced. Because, like, we have, we jump from, we go from the test to the eight thingies, and then after that, it feels like there's, like, maybe a bit, and then it jumps to being at UA, like, the USJ stuff. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone say that it's slow-paced. I had one person on Twitter argue with me, like, oh, it's slow-paced. And I was like, Uh... no. (laughs) It's very fast. And I wish it would slow down a bit. Like, like, we meet so many students, and some of the students, we still barely know anything about them. True. Like Shoji. Yeah, like Shoji. um, Koda. Koda. um, Sato. Sato, yeah. Ojiro, even. Yeah. Most of the girls. Yeah, I and also here's the thing. Here's a kind of spoiler thing that Hakagura was not in this episode unless she was naked. I didn't actually look out for her, you know, so I can't comment on whether she was there or not because I I just didn't. But then to be fair, I don't think I spotted Tokoyami either. I saw Todoroki a few times and like Siro was there, but I did not see Hakagura and I don't know if I maybe I don't think I saw Tokoyami, but those things to keep note of for later maybe. I'm really looking forward to hearing all of their dub voices. I, I might switch over to the dub because I watched the movie dubbed and I liked it. So I think I'll watch it. I do I do love, uh, oh, I forget his name, Christopher Sabbath as All Might. Yeah. I might have to watch it just for that. Oh, I can't wait to hear more of Mineta. <laughs> I really recommend the dub to anyone. It's really good. And I rarely ever like dub. I really mm-hmm. hardly ever like it, but I really like the My Hero dub. Mm-hmm. They all do such a great job. Well, and I think we can... Oh, we're going to segue into the theory segment now. Ha-ha. Theory series, theory theories. <laughs> That's the, that is now the theory song. We have to do that every time, by the way. This is My Hero Academia. So don't listen to the theory segment if you are anime only. This has been the spoiler warning. Warning, warning, spoilers, warning, warning, spoilers! We're continuing on with some of the theories that Gary nicely sent to us. He had a bit of an add-on to his theory about... He was talking about the possible Ochako being a traitor theory. Yeah. And I think, I Ash, I sent that over Twitter. Yeah, yeah, and I'll just quickly read it out. It's pretty short. So he's saying, while Sue was the most vocal... On the objection to interfering in the Camino incident, Uraraka was as well. And if she were the spy, her motive there could have been to prevent Bakugo's rescue. No one would expect anything and think her objection was simply out of concern for her friends. Uh, I actually really like I, I like this part because, but at the same time, I think it was mainly as Ochako really getting Bakugo, and even like it's something that Deku realized himself, like when he had Kirishima be the one to do it. Because he's the only one who could. Because, like, he would think of being saved as, like, diminishing to his pride or whatever. It really started off a lot of Ochako and um, Bakugo shipping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> eh, I could see it. Uh, I don't know. I don't have, like... I'm, like, the only one, I think, that's, like completely opposed to that i do not want to see them together at all i don't think they're even like remotely a good fit but that's just me 
I think Bakugo definitely have like a lot of growing up to do before they could ever have a relationship. Yeah. Like I don't like I don't think Bakugo's ready to date anyone at all right now. Even yeah. Kirishima, even though I do ship them, even right now, <laughs> he's not in the place for that. He has a lot of growing up to do before he's ready to date anybody. Also, they're like what, 15? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like I don't yeah. 15 it's like they're like okay harsh reality here you don't marry the people you meet in high school usually sometimes you do there's that there's high school sweetened hearts and all that jazz but often you don't so this is me pouring a bucket of water on everything in high school (laughs) (laughs) sorry i but i have nothing against shipping i like doing it too but eh. just destroying all my deku ochako dreams right now even then like yeah but i I like i I don't i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry that was a weird segue from the theory <laughs> i'm sorry gary that's probably not what you wanted but honestly i could kind of see ochako being the traitor but only if it wasn't that like she was faking everything else like if he if she'd been faking everything it would i would just be like i'd be disappointed but if it was the kind i don't know if i don't want her to be like oh i'm conflicted and like i don't know if i want to be the traitor because i like deku i'd rather it be like I'm actually, like, friends with all these people, and, like, I care about you guys, but also I have, like, I care about the villains, too. That might be cool to see? I don't know. Or she could be being blackmailed. Uh, maybe. I think she's in it for the money. I think, like, if they offered her a lot of money and she didn't really realize what it was, like, what they were going to do, because the traitor hasn't really done anything since the training camp. They told the bad guys the location, and they haven't done anything since. And, like, I also feel like, also, Deku doesn't know there's a traitor. Only the teachers know. And I think, like, that kind of a hint to us that it's not something we should really worry about that much. Because it's not even on, like, the main character's radar yet, I guess. And it hasn't been brought up since at all. I think we'll probably find out about um, the missing Todoroki sibling before we find out about the traitor. Probably. But it does make for some very fun theorizing. Mm -hmm. I still think it's the bunny rabbits. They're giving the information <laughs> away. It's Miriko. Miriko and Koda are working in conjunction. <laughs> well, speaking of... Oh, my God. Oh, or it's Ida if... the robot. <laughs> I feel bad for Ida's the robot one a little now. Because, like, the cosplayer, he, like... Yeah, he, like, identifies with... Ida a lot. Ida's not a robot. He's just like, he's a good guy. Like, rewatching the episode, I'm like, I was like, oh my god, I'm falling in love with Ida all over again. Would you not love him if he was a robot? What if he's a robot <laughs> and he doesn't know he's a robot? <laughs> I would Are you that. saying you couldn't love a robot? <laughs> <laughs> I need to go watch the I a robot, whatever we show first to decide. <laughs> or what's that robot about? There's a movie about a robot, but he knows he's a robot. And he's a very cute, like, Wally robot. It's not Wally. I love Wally. Does that count? Are you talking about uh, AI? Like, that was like an old, old movie, though. No, it was a recent one. Recent one? Uh, I have no idea. Okay, one second. Searching robot movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very sorry, Gary, that we took it along, first of all, shipping. And then robot romance. He's a robot. I haven't seen it, but he looks cute. I like Chappie. I would love Chappie. Oh, Chappie. Yeah, that was 2015, because maybe that was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. And also, there's a real steal, which came in 2011, which is the one that 
tattoo, 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 tattoo was referencing. And I'm disappointed in all of you that you didn't add extra tattoos last week. I used up all my tattoos. That's fair. Sorry. I need to regenerate them. I haven't had enough steel. I haven't had enough iron in my diet to use up all my tattoos. More iron. Love life. Sorry. Okay, back to the. Okay, now. I was going to say speaking of Mariko, but we already went off into robots. But Gary goes on to say, what if Mariko, the rabbit hero, is actually Toga and she's already infiltrated the top 10 heroes? The major reason I think it could be is that Mariko's power has only been shown to be physical, which Toga could replicate. And the name for a quirk hasn't been revealed, which is a tip off for Kami. And just, okay, why would Toga interrupt the Dabi versus uh, Endeavor fight? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think it is good to keep your eye over who could be Toga, and if Toga could replace her maybe at a key moment. But also, since her quirk is actually like her feet are like rabbit-like, I don't know if Toga could do that. She might be able to do something like, oh, that's what I don't, like, I hate the fact that Toga can copy quirks. I hate it. Can she copy quirks, though? Because when she... Uh, imitated Uraraka, was she able to copy her quirk as well, or was she just, like, taking on their form? Apparently, like, during, I think it was during the Comic-Con, or whatever, that Horikoshi revealed that, or it might have been in notes or something, I forget which, I think it was during the Comic-Con. Do you know Sophie? Oh. I thought I did, and now I'm second-guessing myself, (laughs) and I don't want to be wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I think it is that she can do quirks, which is even the fact that, like, there's a whole thing when Deku saved her, and it turns out she could have just floated herself. And it's like, I hate the fact that she can do quirks. It just doesn't make any sense. I guess it's because she literally is becoming that person. So she gets all of the gobbledygook quirk juice that comes with it. Quirk factor. Quirk juice. I like quirk juice better. Quirk juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they have ads for quirk juice. They're like, it's like you know, do you guys remember... Those ads, I feel like Ash will probably know, the one where they drink the thing and they, like, head turns into the fruit. Oh, God, yes. I can't remember. Wasn't that, like, the Gushers commercial? Yeah, Gushers? Gushers. What? Oh, Lord. Yeah, that brings Gushers? back memories. They're, like, they're candies <laughs> that you eat and they, like, juice comes out. No, and... I don't think anything would ever be named Gushers in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> You can fill in the dirty meaning of that for yourself or Google it. I will choose not to Google it. Please don't. Uh, okay. Getting back to the theory, I love that Miriko has been in – she's been in so few. She was in two chapters and she was only in a few – in them of a small amount. But people love her so much. They just want to make so many theories about her so she comes back. Yes, I love her a lot. She's very cool. I, love I want her, her a lot. <laughs> I want her to be like Bakugo's mentor, so he can learn not to be an asshole. Your voice became very romantic when you said it before. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm sick. My voice is just doing its own thing right now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I take no responsibility. I don't know. And, sorry, they go on to say... Uh, sorry. I also think Dr. Subasa, that was the doctor who treated, uh, who told Deku he didn't have a quirk, could logically have a quirk that reveals other people's quirk, including what it is and how it activates. That could explain him taking Miria's quirk, if he ever had one. Which leads me to the question. But I have an issue with that whole thing, because that oh, would mean that starts- his quirk 
Dr. Subasa's quirk would allow him to realise what someone's quirk is and how it activates and also be able to take someone's quirk. That'd be three things in one. That sounds like too much to me, unless he just told all for one and all for one then went out and took the quirk for him. But that doesn't seem like something he would do. All for one's just hiding under the patient bed and like secretly doing it like how he has like a giant mask he's not exactly or i guess that would be before he got beat up by all might like the quirk version of the child catcher from chitty chitty bang bang (laughs) very british reference sorry (laughs) i like vaguely remember that movie there was a child snatcher in it yeah did the train run over him there's no train in chitty chitty bang bang it's about a car Oh, did he you might be thinking of the railway children. <laughs> I just, I, I knew it was some motorized things. Or trains of, I don't understand trains. <laughs> this is just like slowly learning the things I know nothing about. Uh, and then it leads to the question, what if genetic engineering is not how Nomu are created, which I believe has only been implied by the police, but Midoriya's original quirk is what is being used to make the Nomu. He would not have had the opportunity to have used this quirk as a kid and to explain the mindless command-following nature of the Nomu, when All for One could have given multiple quirks to other people. Of course, it could be that the bodies of these lackeys could not handle more than two quirks, and Midoriya's quirk is what allowed them to have more than that. I think High End has at least five. I, it could, I think it might be... It would be interesting if it is a quirk or if it's just science that's, like, merging people, because... I think they would have, maybe the doctor would be doing that, because they do have that, basically, I think it's like canon that the two doctors are the same, because they look so similar. That would be terrifying if it is genetic engineering. Mm. I'm thinking about this from a much too much of like a realistic point of view. I'm like, if it's genetic engineering, they'd have to have a large premises for that. They'd have to have a lot of medical and scientific staff. How would they hide all these scientific staff? Like, what, where would they get their funding for it? I mean, they'd get it for illegal loose uses. Mm. But they'd have to get all this science things. How would they be validating it? Surely someone would be coming into this large premises and checking it. <laughs> this is, I'm taking the fun out of it. <laughs> Good. That's the fun. That puts the fun back in it because it's like it's a different angle that you don't really think about. But they could just not tell the nurses stuff. Or maybe there's another version of Shinzo's brainwash quirk. Like, there's could be something like similar to it. That allows them to, like, control people. They've just got a lot of bad doctors and bad nurses. Yeah. It's like, uh, food wars, there's dark cooks. What if there are dark nurses? There are, like, uh, there probably are, like, I can imagine, like, fictional underground doctors. So, I don't know. Yeah. And what if, or Ash, do you have anything? Uh, no, <laughs> nothing else bad. <laughs> I think I just don't do it for sex, sorry. Uh, or maybe not, sorry. It's a good idea, re- but it's a terrifying reality. Yeah. yeah. What if the revelation of the vestiges and the fact that Midoriya believes that Shinzo activated the vestiges will, with his brainwashing, leads to Deku, dun-dun-dun, throw the match against Shinzo in hopes of Shinzo joining Class 1A? This doesn't sound a very de- like a Deku thing to do, which would make for a surprising twist. But if you account for the pity that Shinzo might feel towards Shinzo and is not having a quirk to become a hero and it's a desire to learn more about one for all, I think it would be probable. I think Deku's more likely to do it by accident. I don't think he'll purposely throw the match. That would really disappoint me. I think he will. I think, I honestly think Deku will lose to Shinzo. 
I hope he does because I think it would be interesting because he's like he's made so much progress he's doing so good it's like oh I'd be overhaul it's so cool no boom get a bit of humbling yeah and we we've seen him like feel bad for people before but choose to continue on his own path anyway because of the weight of pressure that he feels from all might but i think i've said this before that um i agree with you and i feel like he'll he'll throw the match by accident because he'll just be he'll he'll end up talking to the vestiges again and he'll just be chatting away with them and then he'll wake up and be like ah fight's over (laughs) i really want that ash what do you think i really have nothing to add right now Sorry, guys. I'm just kind of just listening into you, your opinions. Um. So the next thing that Gary says is, now for the power destroying bullets from Overhaul that the League of Villains confiscated. It seems like they would definitely target Deku with one of them. What if Bakugo were to have evolved enough to protect Deku from one of these bullets, recognizing that one for all is what the public need to feel more secure sacrificing his own power in the process. This would be a complete turnaround from the beginning of the series, with Bakugo finally understanding the motive in saving people and putting himself on the line for the boy that used to do the same for him. Bakugo is arguably Midoriya's biggest rival for the spot for number one hero, with a strong drive and passion toward that goal. Then we, in a way, start over with Bakugo, still wanting to be a hero, but without a quirk like Midoriya at the offset. Maybe he could be our Batman? Nudge, nudge. <laughs> because I really want a Batman. Uh, I kind of like this, but at the same time, I hate the quirk-destroying bullets so much because all the theories have, what if this person lose their quirk? Um, like, annoys me. But I, 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 I would kind of like this. But at the same time, like, I don't think it's Bakugo. Like, I I would kind of like to see him be quirkless for a little bit. Just, like, I think it would be a really good, like, look at himself. But I don't know what, like, I don't think permanent. But it would be interesting. Like, I I, I really like this theory. Because most of the quirk ones I've seen have been, like, a lot of, like, just gut-wrenching for the sake of gut-wrenching. But this could, this could be interesting. I think he already is looking at himself, isn't he? It's just he's he's taking a a while to process it, which is just human nature. You're not going to change your personality so quickly mm-hmm. when you're with such a ass to begin with. Mm. But um, I do I do like the theory. But I mean, I don't know if people's hearts could take it because we already have Mirio <laughs> who's lost his quirk, and yeah, I don't want to mm-hmm. spoil him to the anime viewers, but he is beloved. <laughs> well, say he loses his quirk is a spoiler. So this this, oh, part, this section will, can say, say that, and this is this is section already full of spoilers. We're allowed to say stuff. I'll put a spo- I'll insert a spoiler warning beforehand. We already have someone who loses their quirk, and he's yes. beloved. Damn it! Oh. <laughs> eh, it's fine. It's fine. You you are right about us putting a spoiler bit at the start. That is a good idea. Yeah. Um. So back to the theories. The last one is that finally. What if there was a major point to the notebook that Midoriya keeps his very detailed hero slash quirk notes in? I don't recall if he writes down villain quirks. What if Midoriya were to use his extensive notes to create the ultimate team of heroes? Miriko mentions that only the weak form teams, but is that foreshadowing? Is that what society needs at this point in time? This would give the students of class 1A and other worthy characters, the opportunity to still be united without 
dueling for more glory from each other and solve the problems of having heroes competing against each other. With Midoriya being at the helm, he would be deserving the title of the world's greatest hero. I kind of like the idea better of his notebook getting stolen and being used against them. I think that could be cool. Yeah. I mean, he's already forming a great team because he's made friends of Aoyama. Yeah. <laughs> what would be like they can't be the Avengers. What would their what would their like team name be? The Academiacs. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's so good. <laughs> Okay, I'm trademarking that name now. If it actually shows up in My Hero Academia, you heard it here first. Yeah. And, hey, do you guys all know of the Animaniacs? No. That's actually where I pulled that inspiration That's what I from. thought. The, a- the Academiacs. I don't know the rest of the song. <laughs> oh, the, the other is insane. I, I think I, you I just pulled from Pinky in the brain there at the end. No, that no, it's not. Oh no, you're right. The other is insane. Is from Pinky in the Brain. Oh, I thought it was. <laughs> was that an Animaniac song? I don't know. I think the songs sound really similar. You could pull like it kind of sounds the same, probably why. But I remember that line specifically because always was like one is a genius and the other one's insane. For from Pinky in the Brain, that's how I remembered yes. it. Oh, you're right. Sorry, Sophie. You have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> That's okay. You should look up the Animaniacs. They're very funny. There's one where one of the guys burps jingle bells. This or is no. not for me. And it's the funniest thing I've seen in my... Or no, or it was Silent Night. I don't remember. But it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the theory. I like the idea of the Academiacs. Or... They could be like Mitterbee and friends, <laughs> or and Bakugo just like no. Bakugo forms his own Avengers. Um, I, I think it'd see... be a really good idea. I'm really looking forward to see. It. Oh, I love big team ups. Like I, I like what's going on with the manga at the moment because of the big team ups. And that's what I was kind of thinking of. We have the we're doing the 30 days like your favorite stuff in my hero academia and it talked about like group fights and there hasn't been that many group fights and i want more group fights mm-hmm. so give me the academiacs <laughs> yeah i actually want to see like another stain kind of team up because to me mm-hmm. that's still like peak team fighting in the series just seeing them work together to try to take out like this one guy that seems like impossibly strong and it's also really cool, like, in the 1A versus Class B, it was, we got to see kind of what happens when teamwork falls apart in the first match, when Shinso's quirk was being used to, like, they couldn't communicate. And I thought yeah. it was a really cool insight into how, like, teamwork fights work. I want more of that. Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning into, that would be, like, melting if I turn into a villain, by the way. Just so, just so you know. <laughs> and um, that's all the theories for today if you, anyone has any theories feel free to send them in and we will go on tangents <laughs> and okay. now on to the end now after we've done the theories woo this is my hero academia so thank you for listening this has been um, my hero academia podcast episode 19 you can find should we say where we can, fi- you can find ash on twitter that's what i was looking up right now you can follow yeah. ash on twitter at King Cocoa Butter. 
He has some awesome uh, One Piece theories, and he doesn't have as many My Hero Academia theories. He has a few, but I definitely recommend checking him out. He also has, he's the editorial writer for the One Piece podcast. So you can, if, if you go to the One Piece podcast website, you can just go to editorials, and I think quite a few of the, for, like, the most recent ones are his, so check those out. Yep. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chopper's Antlers. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sniper of My Heart. And also, we have a thing going on where we have the My Hero Academia 30 Day Challenge. It's our hashtag. And you can, we have like 30 days of stuff that you can say, like, oh, this is my favorite character. This is my stuff. I'm behind. I think we're both behind on it now. But I created this and I've been absolutely <laughs> terrible at doing it because I've been busy making bad life decisions. <laughs> So I've been too busy with that to do it, but sporadically. And Caleb, the translator, did it all in a day. If you want to take check out his Twitter and his answers at CD Cubed. Yeah, he did this week because (gasps) there's no manga. He went through and did the whole 30 days. I I mean, he did. He didn't tag us in it or anything or use the the picture that we created that has all of them on. But still, he did it. Yay! I know some people started to do it at the start of October, which I think was really cool. Yeah. So I basically you can start it whenever. Like if you want to start doing it now, go ahead. I love like liking and retweeting all of the stuff because and I think sometimes there's a lot of overlap because like let's be frank, Razorhead is the best teacher. But <laughs> I think it's just cool to see like what other people really like about the series. And okay, I gotta state my controversial opinion here for some reason at the end. Razorhead should shave. I don't like his goatee. <laughs> you just don't like beards because all the men on Bumble have beards. Yes! Why? They all have beards! Okay, this is me. Because it's Canada and they need to keep warm. <laughs> to all the men out there, shave your beards! By order of me! Unless it's for religious reasons. Oh, true. Then you can keep it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to be racist. <laughs> I guess I could like a guy with a beard. I just don't like it when, like, everyone has a beard. Because it's just like, why? <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended anyone. I will not be mean about beards anymore. Except on Bumble. Because there you no. can't stop me. <laughs> I don't think you would have offended anyone, but... Oh, well. <laughs> and now, for the everyone's favorite part! <laughs> oh, no, wait. You can email us oh, your yeah, theories so- if you want us to discuss them on the show. Please email us at myheropod at gmail.com we would love to hear them you can also contact us on twitter at mhapod and we have a website www.mhapod.com yay that's what that, that's what my favorite part is hearing off the places you can contact us but the second best is <laughs> don't forget to go beyond plus ultra, ultra. yay yay we didn't do it very well last week. I just like that you did it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> this is my hero academia. Plus ultra. Manga, anime, news and more. Plus ultra.